Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Sober Culture. I'm Logan, your host, and if you're new here, welcome. This podcast is designed to help anyone that's struggling with their drinking to make some positive changes. It doesn't matter if you're trying to go completely alcohol-free, if you're sober curious, maybe you don't know what your goals are. The aim of this podcast is to help you wherever you are along your journey, whether you're in the very beginning or if you've been sober for years. So welcome. Today, I am excited to talk to you guys about how to survive the holidays without booze. By the time that this episode comes out, Halloween will have already passed, but Thanksgiving and Christmas are right around the corner. And if you guys are anything like me, these times of the years typically are the most triggering. I don't know what it is about the holiday season, but it honestly just reminds me of drinking so much. Historically, it's been a really boozy time for me. And so I know that this can be a time where a lot of people struggle. So I want to get into some tips that are going to help you stay sober during the holidays. Or if maybe you're just trying to stay sober for certain functions, whatever your goals are, I hope that you get a lot of value out of this episode and that it helps you to make the right choices for you and what your goals are this holiday season. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. If you find the holidays to be some of the most triggering times, you are not alone. This has definitely been the case for me. And I feel like a large reason for this is because historically, I've associated the holidays so heavily with booze, not only because of my own habits and my tendency to drink a lot during those times, but also just because of the social conditioning that we get when it comes to celebrating and how we're supposed to do that and the expectations around holidays. I mean, even taglines like be merry or drink and be merry, those types of things really do condition you over time to associate holidays with booze. So if you are along your sober curious journey, maybe you're trying to go alcohol free and the holidays are coming up, you might be feeling a little bit intimidated. I know for me, I felt very intimidated because it really does feel like everyone drinks during the holidays. And I know that that's probably only my perception. I know that that's not actually true, but it really can feel that way more so than normal. Like I already feel like the odd one out whenever I go out on the weekends. But for holidays, I can really feel like the only person at the table not drinking a lot of the times. And another reason why I think that the holidays are triggering is not only because you can feel isolated and it's really heavily associated with booze, but also because the holidays are a time where a lot of us have to be around people that we normally don't have to socialize with, like maybe family members, in-laws. And for a lot of us, that might mean that we have to be around people that we have shared trauma with. We might have to be around people that we don't particularly enjoy being around, right? All of these things, I think, can stir up a lot of negative and unsettling emotions. And so if you're anything like me, what I did to cope with that for many, many years was to drink during those times. And drinking was the way that I numbed myself and pushed through. And whenever you take alcohol out the picture, I think that it's really important that you replace that with some healthy coping mechanisms and some tools that are going to help you to get through the holiday season without getting wasted. 
So the first thing that I think is really important for you to do this holiday season is to plan ahead of time on what you're going to tell your family or your friends or whoever it is that you are going to be with for the holiday occasion. Know ahead of time what you're going to say. I, for one, have family and friends that definitely are a little nosy and probably would ask on certain occasions like why I'm not drinking, especially because, you know, historically I've always been a heavy drinker and I have some family members even that would pressure me to drink. And I know that none of this comes from a bad place. They don't mean it in any way to harm me. But the reality is for a lot of people, if you're trying to stay sober, questions and pressuring and things like this can be really, really hard to overcome. So I think that it can be so powerful if you know ahead of time what you're going to say in situations like this. For me, I don't mind if it's like an extended family member just making something up like, oh, I'm on antibiotics or I haven't really been feeling that good lately. So I'm just trying to give my body a break. Whatever you need to say that makes you feel most comfortable, just go with it. For my closer family members, you know, I let them know ahead of time of the event. Hey, it is really important that I am not drinking on this particular occasion. So and you don't have to go into detail or explain that much more than that, but you can just let them know it. You can set that boundary. Hey, I don't plan on drinking, you know, for the family get together and just ask that they respect that, especially if you have a family member that you've historically done a lot of drinking with. Let them know ahead of time so that they can respect your boundaries and hopefully at least won't pressure you to join in. I think that knowing what you're going to say ahead of the time too can make you feel so much more confident walking in because you don't feel as put on the spot whenever these types of situations come up. So plan ahead of, ahead of time, know what you're going to say, and don't be embarrassed either about the fact that you're not drinking. I think for me, I was always sort of afraid of what people were going to think or if I was going to let someone down. And this, I guess, could be tip number two. I didn't really have this on the list, but I'll add it. That's to be confident in your decision to not drink for the holidays. It, don't second guess it. Don't let other people's opinions and what they're doing influence you. You know what's right for you deep down. And if sobriety right now is something that you're trying to prioritize, don't go back on that or second guess yourself just because of what everyone else is doing. Everyone else might be getting hammered at Granny's. But that doesn't mean that you have to join in. It's really important that you learn how to put yourself first and take care of yourself and do what's best for you because no one else is going to do that for you. And for me, recognizing that, that I was the one responsible for that really helps me to have a lot of agency in my sobriety and to feel good about my decision and to trust that I was doing what was right for me. All right. Tip number three, it was going to be number two, but we'll make it number three. That is going to be to bring your own non-alcoholic drinks and go crazy with this. Bring some stuff to make mocktails. I am a huge proponent of having something to drink other than water because water is boring. And if everyone is cheersing and drinking wine or making cocktails, you can kind of feel left out and like a kid drinking your water. And if that water works for you, by all means, drink water. But for me, I like to feel like I'm celebrating. I like to feel special. So having something that is kind of different, like a, whether it's, you know, sparkling soda water with some lime, whether I bring stuff to make a mocktail, bring some tea, something that, you know, put it in a fancy glass, something that makes me feel special. 
And it also doesn't make me feel like I'm wanting to reach for a drink the whole time because I have something in my hand already. So I think that bringing your own non-alcoholic beverages can be a really helpful just little tip and trick that you can kind of bring into any situation with you. You know, instead of bringing your own bottle of wine, just figure out what's going to be your special drink and bring it because you don't want to rely on the host to have good non-alcoholic drinks because they might not prioritize that. And that's okay. So bring your own NA drinks and you'll feel way prepared. You won't have to also answer the questions of like, can I get you something to drink? No, I already got one. Thanks. You know, you don't have to turn down a glass of wine and just not have anything in your hand. You can just sort of avoid that altogether by bringing something of your own. And I have to plug Rachel Hart right here. She has an amazing podcast called Take a Break. It really helped me a lot during my journey to step away from alcohol. And the way that she describes this whole thing about having a drink in a fancy glass, she talks about how when she was a kid, she used to always see her parents like pull out the special glasses and make these frozen margaritas. And she always associated with like this, you know, the what the adults are doing and this like cool special thing that they did, you know, only on certain occasions. And that resonated with me so much because Something as simple as a fancy glass really is so deeply ingrained in my brain to mark the celebration. Like it's to signify that, you know, today's special. And I think that whenever we get sober, it's easy to think that the juice in the fancy glass is just stupid and it doesn't matter. But to me, it does matter. Like I I want my juice in a fancy glass because I want to feel special too. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you could think I'm silly or whatever, but for me, it helps. And I'm all about making this as easy and painless as possible. So put your soda water and lime in a freaking martini glass and enjoy it. I promise you, you're going to feel special. (laughs) So yeah, bring your own non-alcoholic drinks and pour them up in a pretty glass. Let me know how it works for you. Okay. Tip number four. And if you're not new to the podcast, you've probably heard me say this one a few times now. Leave when you want to. Just leave when you want to. I can't tell you guys how much people pleasing has gotten me into trouble and really gotten me wasted because I would be at a party or a family occasion, especially during the holidays, and I would be ready to go. But I would use alcohol as a way to sort of soldier on and to keep you know, keep going, even though I probably had hit sort of my max with socializing. And now that I'm not drinking, I cannot soldier through situations like that because it makes me so uncomfortable to have to sit and socialize with people for longer than two hours, especially if it's people that I already don't want to be around. Like I will go show my face and then leave when I want to, because that's what's best for me. And don't feel bad about that when you do it too. If you don't want to stay at grandmother's house for longer than an hour and a half or whatever that time looks like for you, then don't set that boundary. If you have to ahead of time with your family, let them know, hey, I got some stuff going on tonight. I have to be home early or I just can't stay the whole time. You don't have to always offer an explanation. I used to always feel like I had to explain myself and apologize and, you know, Make sure that I was protecting everyone else's feelings. And that just doesn't serve you in the long run. No one else is responsible for keeping you sober. You are. And if leaving early is one of the ways that you do that, then so be it. I experienced this whenever I went to a Halloween party 
last night, actually. Um, it was great. I love my friends that were there. There was a lot of people that I didn't know. And I just realized like, you know, I'm glad I showed my face, got to hug some people that I care about. But after about an hour, I was like, yep, okay, I'm ready to call it because one, I worked a 12 hour day. I'm exhausted. And two, I don't find the same appeal that I used to in house parties with a bunch of people getting wasted. It's fun. Yes. And I think that if the circumstances would have been different, like maybe if it was a lot of my own friends, I would have definitely had a better time. But like being in a room with strangers that are all getting pretty intoxicated can be one really overstimulating and also just something that I don't really don't really enjoy anymore. And there was a part of me that kind of felt like, man, should I feel bad for leaving this early? Like they did so much work to do all the decorations. They put this whole thing together. Like, should I feel bad for dipping out? And I was like, no, first of all, nobody's going to even remember that I left early tomorrow or care. And it's not my responsibility to worry about how everyone else feels about it. So if you're worried about the holidays and family occasions are triggering for you, or maybe you're just not really feeling certain events, leave early or option B, don't go at all. And I know that this one's controversial and my mom would probably be very disappointed if I still lived locally and didn't show up to Christmas. But I think that there's this standard that we all kind of have for each other. And that's that during the holidays, you just put all your bullshit aside and just tough it up and be merry because we're a family or, you know, we have these social obligations between us and certain people in our lives, whether they're related to you or not. And I've just come to realize that like, that's bullshit. Like if I don't want to go to your traumatizing get together where my life sort of put under a microscope and family members that I don't really want to be around anyway or are having to socialize with. And if I don't want to do that, then I'm just not going to participate. And don't get me wrong. Like I love some of my family get togethers during the holidays. Like some of them are amazing and some of the best times that I get to bond with people that I love and care about. And it's important to me. And that you know, like it goes both ways, but I think There are some, and I think for a lot of people out there, there are occasions during the holidays that are not like that and that are maybe the complete opposite. And when it comes to your sobriety, like, and trying to stay away from booze, putting yourself in situations like that just isn't worth it. And it's not something that I think you should have to do either. Like, so what if you upset a family member or someone, you know, gets mad at you because you don't go to something like whatever, dude. I'm a grown ass adult and I don't have time to worry about what other people think of my decisions and my choices that I'm making that are protecting my well-being and what's best for me. And I think that it's fair that you shouldn't expect other people to just understand that. Not everyone's going to get what you're doing and not everyone's going to understand why you might skip Thanksgiving at Aunt I don't know. I'm like trying not to use my own family members' names. (laughs) Anyway, not everyone's going to understand if you don't go, but it doesn't matter. Like you can't expect everyone to understand why you're doing what you're doing. You just have to know that you're doing it for you. And that's really all that matters. So either leave early and let whoever you need to know ahead of time that you're going to do that, or you always have the option to not go at all. Okay. The next tip that I have for you guys is I promise less controversial than not showing up to Christmas at all. And it's going to be to come up with your own sober traditions. 
during the holidays, if you're used to just pounding liquor and getting blackout drunk and you don't want to do that anymore, then when you take that out the picture, you got to figure out what you're going to replace that with for the holidays. What are some things that you want to make your mark of celebration with? It's important that you don't just quit drinking and then like white knuckle through the holidays and like not celebrate. Don't be a Scrooge, like come up with your own things that are going to make the holidays feel special to you. And this can be a number of things. Like one thing I really want to start doing every Christmas is getting like going out to a Christmas tree farm and like picking a tree and getting a real Christmas tree. Cause that's something growing up that I never got to do. And so I want that to be like me and my partner's thing every Christmas. Like that's something that I want to do every year. And that be one of my traditions. And Thankfully, I don't have to drink spiked eggnog while I do that. Like I can just do that sober. Maybe you want to take up ice skating and do a couple of ice skating trips whenever the winter time comes around. Do like Christmas cookie decorating. Maybe you want to have like a holiday game night. And what I love about the game night idea too is that I know for me in the past, like family gatherings on holiday occasions were typically pretty boring. And like that, I think fueled a lot of my drinking as well as like having a lot of trauma bonds with my family members. Um, but I think that activities like game nights and stuff, it gives you something to do. And so you're not just sitting around because you, you can only talk so much. You're not just like sitting around kind of waiting for time to pass. Having activities to do can be a great way to feel engaged and to have some fun while you're celebrating the holidays. Another thing that you can do is secret Santa stuff like maybe you have a special mock sorry I can't talk today a special like Christmas theme mocktail night there are a number of things maybe you start going see a movie on Christmas Eve I know a lot of families I didn't know this but a lot of families do like movie night I think on Christmas Day or something like that they go to the movie theaters come up with what's going to be your sober celebration and your sober traditions you know you don't have to go to these crazy like boozy parties and that be like all you do during the holidays you can come up with other things that make the holidays exciting and make them special and important and meaningful to you. You really do just have to get curious here. Get on the internet, come up with some ideas. There's hundreds of things that you can incorporate that's going to make you feel better about not drinking during the holidays. All right. The next tip that I have is to have a support friend or someone that you can call if you need to. If you know that you have to go to some Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever celebrations, events, and you're feeling a little bit uneasy, even if you're not feeling uneasy, I think that having a person that you can call if you need to is important because if you start getting the itch to drink and especially if you're in like early sobriety you need to have someone that you can talk to about that because otherwise you're just in your head going back and forth like should I should I not like I think I shouldn't but I kind of want to and it's really hard to talk yourself out in those situations of a probably not so great idea. And so having this support friend can be incredibly helpful if you need to just step out, if you need to take a breather, get grounded and talk to someone that you know is going to help you with your accountability and to help you to stick to your goals of not drinking. Because I feel like sometimes I just need someone that is not inside my head to tell me to like reassure me that my decision to not drink is the right one. 
And so having someone that you can do that with, I think is priceless and even better if you can bring that person with you or bring someone that is supportive of your goals to the occasion with you. Having someone else not drinking, I don't know, it's just it's magical. Like it makes me feel so much better. And like, I'm not the only one, like I'm not the only odd one out. So have someone you can call or text or even better bring someone with you. This can be really helpful in your journey to stay sober during the holidays. And I think that it's good practice for really any time, even outside of the holidays, having a support system is really a game changer. And just having people that you can lean on that understand what you're going through and support you and want, want really truly want what's best for you is I think a huge piece of a lot of my success along my sober journey is just having the right people around me, whether that's, you know, physically around me or just, you know, being able to call my best friend that lives across the country having the right support system can seriously be a game changer. So I recommend that to anyone that's trying to change their drinking to find what community or what support works for you, even if it's just one person. That's better than trying to do this all by yourself. And if you don't have a person or a community yet and you don't really feel comfortable maybe talking to anyone about it, throw on a podcast. I have used that so many times during moments of urges or trying to get through maybe like a difficult occasion without drinking. If you're going through the holidays and you are struggling and you don't necessarily feel like you have someone you can reach out to, go listen to someone online talk about it. I can't tell you how many times this has helped me just to kind of get my mindset back right and get back focused on my goals with booze because sometimes it's easy, I think, to get sort of distracted from what I'm trying to do in regards to my relationship to alcohol. And it's whenever I stop actively working on it, that's whenever it's easy for me to like slip back into my old ways of thinking. And it's easy for me to forget all of the things that I'm working on. And it's really easy to just get distracted. And that's not a good place for me because then I typically go back to my old ways and I start thinking that um, drinking is a good idea. So keeping a support system around you would be my first tip in that area. But if even if you don't have that, if you don't have a friend or community, find someone that you can listen to online. They can really help get you through moments of doubt and to help you get back in the right mindset so that you can stick to your commitment to change your relationship to alcohol, especially during the holidays. Okay. The other tip that I have for y'all today about staying sober during the holiday season is to set some boundaries around gift giving. And this is kind of twofold. I think that it's important if financial stress is a big trigger for you, which I know it is for a lot of people. Financial stress can really cause a lot of people to want to turn to alcohol to cope. And if this is the case for you, I think that setting boundaries around gift giving can be a huge benefit to you. I think that it's overrated to buy people expensive gifts during the holidays. I think that the consumer culture has gotten out of control. But beyond that, you don't have to spend a lot of money to do something special for someone. And maybe you can communicate to the people in your life like, hey, this year I'd really like to do some low cost, more sentimental type gifts or whatever it is, like set those boundaries if you need to, if that is what makes you feel good and you know that that's going to make you feel better, especially financially. Um, Because I think avoiding that financial stress can be really important during the holiday season. And there's nothing wrong with not blowing hundreds of dollars on gifts during the holiday season. If this is something that 
you can or don't want to do. So set your boundaries in terms of, you know, monetary limits with gifts. This is something that my family does every year. I come from a huge family. Um, we are seven kids in my family. My siblings are amazing. Amazing. Shout out to you guys. I love y'all. But what we do every year is we put a $50 limit on um, gifts because my mom's like, I can't afford to do big Christmases anymore. And we as kids, like don't want my mom to be stressed out. Like we're adults, like you don't need to buy us expensive gifts. But that's just like one thing that my family does that makes me feel really good about um, participating in gift giving because what we do is everyone like picks a name. So, you know, I might have one sibling, one sibling will have me. Um, and you don't, it's like a sort of like a secret Santa type thing. And that's how we do Christmases so that everybody doesn't feel like you have to give everyone something and you get overwhelmed with, you know, buying gifts for everyone. And so this is just the way that we do it, but you can, this can look like whatever you want it to for your individual circumstance, but this can be a really helpful tool to avoid financial stress, which can be a really big trigger to want to drink during the holiday season. And the other boundary around gift giving that I think can be really beneficial for you to set is set the boundary that you don't want alcoholic gifts for Christmas. I know for my family and for a lot of families, like it's kind of common practice for people to ask like, hey, what do you want this year? Or you might know that one of your family members typically gifts you, you know, like a nice bottle of scotch. You know, that's like a common thing, like nice bottles of liquor during the holiday season. Don't be afraid to just make it known like, hey, this year I'd really prefer um, like a non-alcoholic gift. And you can even send them like a non-alcoholic spirit that you've been wanting to try. They make so many cool things now like that are non um, that don't contain liquor in them. Like they even make like non-alcoholic tequila, like pretty much any type of spirit that has alcohol. They like make a non-alcoholic version now. So maybe you can request that instead. Maybe you can send them some brands that you have been wanting to try. Don't be afraid to set that boundary. And if you don't want to receive, you know, a bottle of wine, then make that known. And whenever they ask, like, what do you want this year? You can set that boundary. That's perfectly okay to do. And I think that you will feel a lot better not having to worry about receiving those types of gifts because that can be triggering for some people feeling sort of like a guilt, like, oh, it was gifted to me. Like now I feel like I have to open it and like pour it and try it. Like that can be like a really weird situation. So you can just avoid that altogether by requesting that you do not receive alcoholic gifts this holiday season. Okay, next tip. I can't talk about the holidays and not talk about where you are going to stay for them. If travel is involved in your holiday season, I can relate because I now live very far away from my family. And if you do have to travel during the holidays, the accommodation is something that you're going to want to consider. I know for me, I require a lot of alone time now in my sobriety just to recharge, to check in with myself. I get very overstimulated being around people for too long. So I know for me, it's important that I have to have my own space whenever I travel, especially if I'm going to be going home for the holidays. As much as I would love to just be able to crash on my mom's couch, like that's just not going to cut it for what I know my needs to be. I know that I need my space. I know that I need my privacy. I know that I need that time to recharge. And this is especially true if you are going home to visit family members that maybe you do not get along with the best or maybe are very can be very triggering for you if like your home situation maybe isn't the best or if you're not feeling confident in your ability to stay sober um, at a given family member's house or whatever it may be. 
come up with what accommodation is going to best serve you and your goals to stay sober during the holidays. And also like, don't feel bad. And this kind of ties into what I said about setting the financial goals or financial boundaries around gift giving. You might have to set some financial boundaries around traveling during the holidays too. Flights are more expensive during Christmas and Thanksgiving because it's like they know what we want to go see our loved ones. Um, It can be really expensive to travel for the holidays. And if this is not something that you want to prioritize right now, maybe you just sit this season out whenever it comes to traveling for, you know, family occasions or whatever it is. There's nothing wrong with FaceTiming your family and telling them how much you love them and, you know, spending some extra time catching up with them on the phone and not spending a bunch of money to travel home this year. If you're not feeling it, don't do it. By all means, if you're excited to go and travel for the holidays, more power to you. But don't feel like you have to is my point. For me this year, like I would love to go back home and visit my family. But realistically, it would stress me out with my new job and it would put me, I know, on edge and I'd have a lot of anxiety the whole time and I wouldn't really be able to enjoy myself. And so I've decided to sit this year out. And although like I'm sad about it because I do love seeing my siblings during the holiday time, I also recognize that what's most important to me right now is focusing on staying sober, saving for some goals that I have coming up financially and ultimately just prioritizing what I need right now it's too much of a stretch for me to go home this year. And luckily I have a family that's really understanding and they would never be like mad at me about that. But you might have a family that would be like super disappointed if you didn't show up. And that might be something that, you know, a boundary that you have to set. If traveling for the holidays stresses you out and is going to make you want to drink, I think that it's more important to put your sobriety first because I know for me, If I don't have my sobriety, then I'm pretty miserable. So if that means that I have to upset some people, that's I'm kind of willing to do that. And you really have to put yourself first. So if you're not comfortable traveling for the holidays or it stresses you out, you don't have to. And also, if you do plan on traveling, have an idea of what the best type of accommodation is going to set you up for success. Whether that means you need to stay with like a certain family member or if maybe a family member has an extra room that you can stay in, that way you have like a little bit of your privacy or maybe you need to stay in an Airbnb and like be really, you know, by yourself and have like your own retreat. You kind of got to figure out what you need during the holiday season to succeed in sobriety. And it might be something that you figure out with trial and error. Definitely don't feel like you have to people please or stay with a certain family member because they want you to do what's best for you. I promise you that this will make staying sober through the holidays way easier. All right, y'all. I know this episode's getting long, so I'm going to wrap it up. That is all the tips that I have for helping you to stay sober this holiday season without booze. Have some confidence in yourself. Be open-minded to the idea that you might just enjoy the holidays without getting blackout drunk. It was a hard thing for me to imagine at one point in time, but now I really do look forward to spending my holidays sober and being fully present for them. Let me know if you have any tips that you'd like to share about getting sober during the holidays. I'd love to hear them. I love connecting with you guys just in general. So feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at Sober Culture Podcast. And I'm really excited to announce that I'm going to start doing a weekly newsletter. So I just want to shoot out little sober nuggets every week 
Um, that'll be sober insights, things that are maybe a little inspiring, short stories, stuff like that that's going to help you stay plugged in to your journey to sobriety or sober curiosity, wherever you are. And so, yeah, if you're interested in that, you can go to my website, soberculture.co slash newsletter, and you can sign up there. You will get a confirmation email that you do have to click the confirmation link in order to actually be added to the list. So don't forget to do that. And I hope you guys enjoy this. I'm excited to start it. It'll be launching next week. And I hope that this can just be another way that I can add some value along your sober journey. All right, guys, I hope that you have a great rest of your day or night, wherever you're tuning in from, and that you enjoyed this little bit of sober culture. And I will catch you in the next one.